This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Every week I go out for groceries, it's like another dollar up, another dollar, another dollar. Uh, everything I like to buy costs more money. Just buying food, you know, it takes over like a quarter or third of my income. Oh, over the last few months, it's uh, to the point where I don't even hardly shop anymore. It's uh, ridiculous to go in the store and you can't buy meat. Eggs are even, you go in and you just... Like I came out with two small bags and paid over $100. This is Ted Cruz. Let's go, Brandon. All right, 20 days. Do you know how you're... I think, so all of our elections, all of the races that um, involve people, that's easy for us here. In mid-Missouri, I think Amendment 3, marijuana, uh, recreational marijuana, that's one that's got folks tripped up. And I don't think it's about the weed. It's about all the junk in there. Uh, but hopefully, as the White House continues to campaign from the podium, despite the fact Corinne Jean-Pierre several times yesterday, oh, the Hatch Act, we don't talk politics up here. I think they're really, they're campaigning, but they might be making the case for Republicans 20 days from now is the election. Good morning. Welcome to the show. It's Wake Up Mid-Missouri. There's Stephanie Bell. Good morning. I'm Brandon Rather. Mr. John Marsh checking in. Good morning. There's producer Hannah. Hello. Brian Houseworthy is running around, too. So 20 days until the uh, election. And I think is what we're seeing on a national level. I hope folks here in mid-Missouri, uh, they will see that. It's not just about the president. It's about Democrat policies. It's about the hypocritical things that they say and do, by the way. And we saw that front and center yesterday at the White House. Corinne Jean-Pierre, let's start here first. We know the comments made by Joe Biden over the weekend. And remember, I think the most important thing to remember here is context when Biden said our economy is strong as hell. Remember, he's in an ice cream shop. Licking ice cream. The only thing that's missing was a dunce cap on his head. He's licking ice cream. Mm-hmm. I don't know what flavor the ice cream was, but he's licking the ice cream. Our economy is strong as hell. It really is. Our economy is strong as hell. While licking an ice cream cone. They cost $9. <laughs> Single dip waffle cone, chocolate chip mint, $9. But the economy is strong. Uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, yesterday in the White House, asked by Fox's uh, Pete Ducey, they're saying, hey, ab- about those comments. How is it that we can be barreling towards a recession uh, and the economy is, as the president says, strong as hell? So here's the thing about the economy, and I've said this many times. You- and she didn't say anything. They just, she went into the gobbledygook. And that's where I hope maybe people are realizing, like, hey, you know, that what they're saying out of the White House. And it's not just because it's the president, but it's that progressive mindset. They lie all the time. Remember the same person who says the border is secure. They lie, and I hope people are catching on. And I'll go back to yesterday. Uh, I think people laugh, but... Sonny Hostin on The View the other day. We made a big deal of how we never talk about what Whoopi Goldberg talks about and Sonny Hostin. But I think what Sonny Hostin said the other day regarding Herschel Walker looking like a pretty good candidate in Georgia. I think that's important because who's at home watching The View? And we did a great lesson in stereotyping. And we all did. We we went around the room. Who do we think is watching The View? Well, progressive, maybe unemployed chicks. And so for some... Women Sorry. and men, unemployed men, maybe. maybe. Definitely, definitely, definitely progressive. There's no doubt their audience is progressive. I, I don't think you'll see many conservatives in the audience there um, watching that show. But she point, pointed it. She said on the air that she th- 
felt like, and she, I think the audience thought she was talking about Warnock. She said he did very, very well. But then she clarified, I'm talking about, yeah, that, that was powerful. Uh, and notice none of the other hosts said anything. Oh, no, they went after her. Uh, and, and I think I'm, it's important because of who's watching the show. Again, I don't care what they say on The View, but I thought that was important. Uh, we had the, uh, the, the, Basically, the in-house liberal on Fox is the five sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, and I can't remember her name all of a sudden, but we played her audio yesterday where she was saying, listen, the Democrats, and James Carville has said it in the past, the Democrats are hanging their hat on wokeness, and this this Democratic strategist says, we go to to Mexicans and people from South America, and we talk to them about the Latinx term. They don't know what it means, and people don't care about it. It's befuddling Democrats, and they're going, why are we so hung up on these labels? I hope this is uh, this is good news. So more at the White House yesterday. We how many times have we heard Corinne Jean Pierre criticize Trump? Talk about how and I get it. You got to talk about how good your current guy is doing. But I thought it was interesting. She went after the Supreme Court of the United States following the ruling on abortion. She criticized the Supreme Court of the United States of America. So it was interesting here yesterday when she starts to invoke the Hatch Act. What's the Hatch Act? Well, the Hatch Act basically just prohibits certain federal employees from engaging in partisan political activity. We have a state, uh, like a similar state provision. Most people know, like, uh, you know, statewide elected officials can't be campaigning from their official office and state employees do have limitations. You can't use your get paid by the taxpayer dime and be out there campaigning. <laughs> Exactly. And one that's spot on about that was very similar as well. But at the federal level, I know former Congressman Lacey Clay worked on that bill as well. But where it applies to presidents and and it does in, in their administration, all presidents, every president, including this one, goes out and does fund does political fundraisers about this time of the year. That that is that is absolutely common. But what they have to do, basically, Stephanie, correct me if I'm wrong. They have to also do it coinciding with an official event. They have to, let's say, dedicate something there. So maybe they have to meet with the governor of Oregon to talk about wildfires while they're there. They can do a fundraiser. That's my understanding of the well, law. And the elected officials have a little bit more flexibility, but like the Hatch Act would apply to uh, KJP here and yes. that she can't stand from the podium and, and use her because she's on duty uh, being paid by the taxpayer. So she cannot be there basically campaigning for Joe Biden from her podium. I want to be really careful because of the Hatch Act. I can't speak to... All of a sudden, Marsh, now she wants to be careful of the Hatch Act. <laughs> well, wasn't it, wasn't it about a year ago when uh, Press Secretary Jen yep. Psaki was alleged to have violated the Hatch Act by one of those citizens' watchdog groups or something? Yeah, she got in trouble, as a matter of fact, because uh, she, in effect, was campaigning uh, for former Governor Terry McAuliffe in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in Virginia. So we will do everything in our power to make sure you can't do that kind of stuff. And it happens all the time. By the way, Corinne Jean-Pierre was asked about John Fetterman. It's John Fetterman. He's running. It's in Pennsylvania. He's the guy who's making the hoodie uncool. I don't even like wearing my hoodie anymore because that kind of identifies this guy. <laughs> okay. The hoodie. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. The, the, the hoodie, and he's got the plumber look, and, and uh, but he's ruining the hoodie. So she's being asked in the White House yesterday, hey, what is Joe think about john fetterman he had a stroke that's not funny he's it's causing it's causing him health issues and i think potentially he had some serious thinking issues anyway even prior to his stroke so corinne jean pierre is asked yesterday in the white house by the way 
And who would ask that question? You're asking one idiot to pass judgment on another idiot, in effect? That was the question. So um, again, because it's connected to the uh, to his to his election, um, I want to be really careful. The Hatch Act is something that we do respect uh, and adhere to here. But speaking only about the president's uh, um, personal conversation with Lieutenant Governor Fetterman, uh, the president has found him to be an impressive individual. That would be in that like OJ saying. <laughs> Saying Jeffrey Dahmer, eh, he wasn't a bad guy. So you're asking somebody who has thinking and cognitive disabilities anyway in Joe Biden. Joe Biden is saying Mr. Fetterman is fine. And again, uh, Mr. Fetterman really is not fine. You see the tapes and all that stuff. But people, I think, so badly because, well, they want the Democrat to win. It's too much. We want our team to win. This guy is maybe not fit to, to hold office because of his stroke. And he shouldn't be teased for that. But my gosh. Maybe you should drop out of the race. But Joe Biden thinks he's doing all right. So I don't know if that's the offensive thumbs up emoji there. Or is it more offensive that Fetterman probably wants like Joe Biden's support and everyone else's? I mean, is that a sign of his cognitive abilities? Because everyone else who has any <laughs> cognitive ability at all is like doesn't want anything to yeah. do with him. Watch what you wish for, Mr. <laughs> Candidate. Uh, we know people like Mark Kelly, Democrat in Arizona. He's distanced himself from Joe Biden. Uh, Stacey Abrams was getting her hair did the day Joe was in town several months ago. And she didn't want to be there for that because she had more important things to do. Uh, so they continue to distance themselves from, uh, from Joe Biden. He said this yesterday. Don't we tease, don't we tease, we tease ourselves when we say this most important election of our lifetime. It's kind of like a running joke. Am I right, John? No, oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. uh, we say it all the time because every election is the most important election of our lifetime. Days away from uh, the most consequential election uh, in our history. In the history, it's the most. Con you know what? And he might be right. He might be right. It sure feels that way. And recent polling has said a lot of Americans feel that way, that the kind of the state of the world is at issue and it sounds familiar you know, it reminds me of stuff i heard two years ago and then <laughs> it sounds it's got a familiar tone to it uh but these and here's why this stuff matters because there are and we look at senate races uh rubio val demings they debated last night in uh in florida those people even in the states we think well i don't care what happens in the florida senate race or the washington senate race that matters because these are the people that are going to dc especially in a very very tight senate and in a tight house these things matter because they're the ones that are going and making these laws they're the ones that are well i would say they're the ones that are saying hey let's forgive all that student loan actually it didn't go for congress so that would be an inaccurate statement something joe just said just did have you started your uh the process yet hannah for student loan forgiveness have you gotten on the website yeah i filled out the application yesterday it took like two minutes how long did it take for you to apply for the loan? Uh, I think also two minutes. It wasn't. It was two minutes to apply for really? a loan. I can't remember. It's been a long time, but it was pretty easy to apply for the loan. And just as easy in one fell swoop to forgive it. It was not easy to pay it all back. I'll tell you that much. It is now. <laughs> Are you still conflicted about that? Uh, I. I don't know. She doesn't look very conflicted. She looks happy to get a free $10,000. <laughs>
<laughs> right. And, and I don't. I think anyone in my position would be. Well, it was like yeah, with the, the ARPA money, and so we all criticized it. But I, I don't know of anybody yet that didn't uh, didn't take the money or didn't spend it. So I hope you. Uh, I still didn't get it. I'm still salty. <laughs> so you're salty about uh, about that. By the way, you talk about these perception problems with uh, with Democrats and us smart people coming up seven ten. Uh, and I want you to hear this because New York Mayor Eric Adams, who's complained despite the fact that they're a sanctuary city, complained about the number of immigrants there. He said something yesterday about us in our perception of crime. And then Pelosi, in the same day, uh, said some things. She she doesn't believe the pollings that show people don't approve of Biden's handling of the economy. I thought that was as universal as the sky is blue. <laughs> Like, and she said, well, I, I, I don't buy those polls that say that. It's coming up 710 this morning. And then at 810, John Schneider, Mr. Bo Duke. He's been doing a lot over the years on the, uh, is it the Lifetime Network? Uh, one for women? The one for, yeah, one of those for women, a Lifetime Network. He does a bunch of movies for them. He's got a really cool movie coming out uh, called To Die For. He's going to be joining us at 810. He's gotten very political over the years. You see him on Fox from time to time. You'll hear him. This morning, this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Help this country in an emergency uh-huh. or in the midst of a storm. That's Marco Rubio, uh, senator from Florida in his debate against Val Demings last night, talking about this big announcement. Is this the October surprise? That's what's getting us into today's Daily DC Rundown with Stephanie Bell. Our strategic reserve is at its lowest level since 1984. We are going to be down to about 400 million barrels of oil oil and it's not an October surprise because it's not a surprise at all. So today Biden is going to quote unquote announce he's releasing 15 million barrels of oil. But if you recall earlier in the year, I think it was back in March, he said, hey guys, I'm going to release 180 million barrels. This is not 15 on top of the 180, like a new 15. This is just part of the 180 he already said he was going to announce so maybe he's just like hey guys i did it i'm doing it yay but and like that's he's not an, an announcement ice cream cone with the dunce cap <laughs> i don't understand Look what i did <laughs> he does say he's going to restock the oil reserve uh when prices come down but like when is that going to be i mean i don't see any signs of that i mean it's likely going to be i mean hopefully you know, prices come down when this guy's out of office. When DeSantis says, wins the presidency right. in 2024, this is, we call it the strategic oil reserve. You know, there's some truth to that name. It's real strategic when you know you're going to get your ass kicked in the <laughs> midterm. It's strategic to release the oil now. Very strategic. All right. So uh, yesterday, Biden was also um, con- being consistently out of touch with what people care about. Um, I heard that, you know, even among Democrats, crime is kind of uh, outpacing abortion as far as what they care about. Yet yesterday, Biden was telling folks, hey, we've got to put these abortion protections into law. And all we are is a short handful of votes away in Congress from, you know, codifying uh, the original row protections. And, you know, I think they're going to be more than a, a short handful of votes. <laughs> By the way, real clear politics now, which is, I think, you know, they do aggregate polling. They take a bunch of polls and do the average. They're now saying Herschel Walker is likely to win that Georgia Senate seat. That's according to Real Clear Politics. I'm really not surprised by that. Also, uh, Nevada is becoming, you know, the state to watch. I'm super jealous because I have a lot of lawyer friends who are headed there um, around Election Day, and I'm going to be here in Missouri, but I will be watching closely and talking to people on the ground. But um, they are typically, you know, they've been c- controlled by Democrats right now. They're governor's mansion, Senate. Uh, they've got three of their four House seats are all Democrats, and a lot of those are in play. So the Senate race is in play, the governor's race is in play, and they could pick up two House seats. So uh, kind of all eyes are on there, and if Nevada kind of switches 
swings back um, and becomes a true swing state. I think it has a lot to say about what's happening in the midterms. Of course, it all kind of boils down to turnout. Um, only half of Americans, according to a recent poll, have high confidence in the midterms. Um, but then again, people think this is the most important election ever. So I, Including Joe. I can't come. To, I can't come to a bet on the turnout yet. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathert. It's the right time. Oh, not this again. Never gets old, does it? Uh, sure does. Show me Missouri. It was never new. Supposed to be the uh, the hit song of the summer, according to Trudy Bush Valentine's uh, Twitter account. This this is going to be the summer anthem. Uh, I I don't think those expectations were met. Uh, we talk about um, you know we have to adjust and manage our standards, uh, lower your expectations. So in this race, in our Senate race, 20 days from now, Eric Schmidt, our current attorney general. By the way, Eric Schmidt joins us tomorrow morning, 810, here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio, 950 KWOS. The attorney general joins us tomorrow. So in the Senate campaign race, it seems to shoe in for Mr. Schmidt right now. Uh, but Trudy Bush Valentine, she got a weapon in her back pocket. What's her weapon? Lunch meat. Lunch see what she's what they're upset about now. Why does Trudy Bush Valentine hate bacon? That's what I want to know. Democrats hate bacon. Like, what's more American than but, bacon? Than bacon and ham and pork. Apparently, Schmidt been gifted like a Easter ham. I thought it was a Christmas ham. Anyway, apparently, you better fact check me on that. Maybe it was not an Easter ham. And I will say that before, like Clean Missouri, which was recent, uh, you know, that now limits like all lobbyist gifts. You were allowed to take lobbyist gifts. You just had to report it. So then everyone knew, like, oh, guess what? Eric Schmidt got a twenty-five dollar ham. Apparently, <laughs> like everyone in the legislature got a ham. You know those like workplaces where like you know they just give all their employees like a turkey before Thanksgiving. It sounds kind of like that. Um, is it the ham that you get and you act like really excited and you're not because you were hoping for cash instead? Right. That kind of ham? Yeah, that kind of ham. And so apparently uh, Trudy Bush Valentine is mad that Eric Schmidt got a $25 ham. So not- is this pork causing beef? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Thanks. Very nice. How many points you give her, Marsh? Five. Five, yeah. Out of five, right? <laughs> five out of four. Ooh, I'll take it. Uh, all right, so we ch- I've checked. Uh, I want to fact check this. Run this through our Ministry of Truth. Uh, I was wrong. It wasn't an Easter ham. It was a Christmas ham, right? It was a damn ham, man. My gosh! And so that's what they're camp. That's what they're. Uh, that's what they're hinging their hopes on. We'll, we'll get a twenty-five dollar ham. What is that? One slice at the deli now? <laughs> you know, honestly, there's the all that whole ban on lobbyist gifts. I'd be willing to like make an exception for free bacon if you want to give out free bacon. That should be an exception. Um, but again, this happened so long ago. It was before the lobbyist ban gift or gift ban was in place. Um, and yeah, I think you know the idea. You know. The criticism against lobbyist gifts is, you know, someone gives you something free and you vote because you got a free ham. And, sure, and I think bought your vote with a ham. <laughs> and Schmidt's like, dude, you're sitting on millions and millions and millions of like elitist St. Louis beer money. Plus, who knows what else? Like, you think I'm beholden to anybody growing up in, you know, working at your family farm, uh, you know, doing things on my own. You think I have. You know, people calling me up, telling me how to vote. I don't think so. You know, I will say not that campaign signs mean anything necessarily, but where I live in Montauk County, there's Trudy Bush Valentine signs everywhere. 
and I have yet to see a Schmidt sign. One of the big campaign signs that you stick in your yard. That's weird. I know. In Montauk County. Yes. How about that? Uh, by the way, this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. That is producer Hannah. Good morning. Who hails from Montauk County. Yeah. Uh, there is Stephanie Bell. Good morning. Who is a member of the, she's the uh, Board of Older Women in uh, Ashland. Older women meeting last night. With, the older people. What did y'all talk about last night? We had a work session, a really helpful one, uh, before. Um, we're talking about just development, what we need to do. We've, we're developing so fast. Uh, we're getting a little bit behind on our infrastructure. We Our budget's really tight. Um, and so, yeah, talking about, you know, should there be fees for development? Some people feel like there should be. Or how do we kind of, you know, when something new comes to town, how do we ensure that we have enough city funds to cover the needs, the infrastructure needs of the project or the people that we're adding. what I hear you saying as a politician, how can we make money off the new people? (laughs) Hey, not me. But, but, yeah, you should because Ashland, man, that's going to be the, that'll be one of the most pivotal towns in our lifetime, to quote a line from Joe Biden this morning, most important election of our lifetime, the most important town in our lifetime. I think as far as mid-Missouri is concerned, and I mean that. I'm not just saying that. We've got the airport. As a matter of fact, Mike Parks from the airport. How important is this new terminal? Uh, this is not to be dismissed as just kind of like a ribbon-cutting thing in my mind. Oh, look at this shiny new terminal. And I mean that. And I'll take it. People will accuse me of being the Chamber of Commerce guy, and I will own that sometimes. But this is so important for the area, what's happening here. We look at the, the new medical research facilities, the Roy Blunt Cancer Center, recruitment for Mizzou football. We have the capital city, uh, obviously, uh, here in, in mid-Missouri. Mizzou in this new airport, which legally, by the way, they had to come into compliance with 80. I really do think this is a a big deal for mid-Missouri, and I'm excited about it. It's huge. The more people we can get to fly into Columbia, you know, I've got clients and other people who often need to get to Missouri and often need to get to mid-Missouri. And sometimes, and I think in the past, a lot of times, folks will fly into St. Louis, they'll spend the night in St. Louis, eat there, and then they'll drive in. How nice will it be that they feel comfortable coming to Columbia, staying in our hotels, eating in our restaurants before, you know, needing to do business in mid-Missouri? And that Lakeside Ashland and what Nick Parks is doing out there and what Nick Parks wants to do as far as making these like play and stay venues because he's right. We have so many people, for example, homecoming this weekend. Steph and I am seeing the homecoming parade, the heart of downtown. Look for us there. I'll be working the Tiger Tailgate. Go to our website, get free passes starting today about lunchtime. Buffalo Wild Wings, call again a mid Missouri Bud Light, High Noon Hard Seltzer. Are you going to be able to join us at the tail, uh, tailgate Saturday, John? You better believe it. Amen, brother. I'm coming at Mizzou. G&D Pizzeria, Phyllis Nichols State Farm Insurance Agency, places you can go today in Columbia, get your free passes. Uh, in Jefferson City, you can go to Speedy Bees, Vaughn's Pools and Spawns. About lunch, we put the passes out. You go to those places, just say, hey, can I get some passes for the tailgate? I heard John Marsh and Brandon Rathard, Stephanie Bell, producer Hannah talking about this on the show this morning. It's free, and it's going to be homecoming. And it's Perfect day. Highs pushing 80. Perfect is not what I was hoping for. Why <laughs> Stephanie's it? having a little bit of a wardrobe dilemma for Saturday. It's going to be a wardrobe <laughs> malfunction for Stephanie Bell. It's Saturday. late October. I had a black and gold sweater because it's late October. It's supposed to be fall and it's going to be 80. And didn't you purchase the sweater a couple weeks ago, like specifically for homecoming? Yeah, and the same thing happened to me last year and it was like 85, but... It was still really fun. I, you know, it was a good time. Your generation, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Your generation, Hannah, gets such a bad rap for kind of like you know, not working very hard. But these kids in the parade, <laughs> they so, really, 
They really go all out. I oh, was yeah. shocked and surprised. I've been to some parades recently, not the Mizzou Homecoming Parade, and been disappointed. I'm like, don't they pomp? Don't they spend hours building those little paper flowers and make the float look all pretty? And it, I mean, really, they had routines. They had outfits. They had chants. Um, they're all competing in the big homecoming competition. But I was really impressed by the quality and the level of the floats last year. I love the homecoming parade. I have an interesting history with the homecoming parade. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I really uh-huh. do. Maybe we'll share that before the end of the week. I got to check first to see what's cool to talk about, what's not cool to talk Statute about. Statute of limitations and all that. Hey, yes, you're <laughs> right. Statute of limitations. We'll look yes. that one up for you. Yikes. Uh, and they're doing something interesting this year. They're doing like a non-sensory zone where they're asking to turn the music down on the sirens because I think of like autistic chill kids that are really, you know, uh, affected by things like that. John, you see in this story about Trudy Bush Valentine and the, Chris, the, the mysterious case of the Christmas hams with Eric Schmidt's campaign. So what's the deal? Some, there, is it an Has somebody filed an actual like paperwork? Did they sit down and Eric Schmidt got some Oscar Mayer ham? Yes, you used to have to do that. It's called a lobbyist report, and you used to have to report all of your gifts. And that was, I think that's honestly the best policy with that and with campaign finance. You know, if you want to take all the limits or, you know, take a whole bunch of contributions or take a whole bunch of gifts, I don't really care as long as I know about it. And then I can base my vote on, you know what, maybe I shouldn't vote for Brandon because he got five hams, um, you know, or whatever. And so it used to be that, you know, if you took Cardinals tickets or you took a free meal or you took a free ham, um, the lobbyist would then say, you know, on this date, I gave these people whatever. Uh, John, are you familiar with the name Jack Suntrup? He's a long time. He covers especially like Missouri state politics. Jack Suntrup writes for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, spends a lot of time in Jefferson City. Yes, don't know him personally. I've seen his work, though. So he's the one that uh, wrote this article titled, Valentine Ding Schmidt for Taking Hams from a Lobbyist. (laughs) (laughs) What a headline. Right? So then I'm reading in this story, and I'll quote here, quoting the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. And I'm thinking, because Jack Suntrup, who, listen, you're working for the Post-Dispatch. You've, I'm guessing you've accomplished a thing or two in life. You cover state politics. You've, you've, you've accomplished a thing or two in life. But I'm wondering, is Jack Suntrup sitting there and asking some of these questions, like this question that he had to have asked to gotten an answer? I'm quoting the Post-Dispatch here. Asked whether any of the hams influenced Schmidt's votes. The attorney general's campaign directed attention to Valentine. So did as a reporter, do you ever have you ever had this scenario, John, in your 30 years of covering politics in Jefferson City here in Missouri? Have you ever sat down pen and paper and tape recorder and uh, uh, Mr. Lawmaker? Did that Christmas ham, did it affect how you voted on this multi-billion dollar issue? I think about the only time I ever asked anybody in politics about about ham was probably at the state fair at the <laughs> ham breakfast, you know? It's like, what'd you think of the ham, Governor? You know? By the way, Schmidt looks good in all the uh, polls. Eric Schmidt running for Senate, of course. He is joining us tomorrow, 810, here on uh, Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Glad you could be here this morning. Coming up, 810, Bo Duke or Luke Duke. Which one was John Schneider? Was he Luke Duke or Bo he Duke? He was Bo. He was Bo Duke. Just a good old boy. Uh, just one of the good old boys. Been doing a lot of movies. He was on back. Uh, he's also, he's one of the founders, along with Marie Osmond, of the Children's Miracle Network, which Zimmer, I think, for 14 years uh, has been working with the Children's Miracle Network. John Schneider is one of the two people that founded that thing that we've done for 14 years now. And Hannah, did you hear up to 14 years, this is no kidding, the exact total 
of what we have done with the Children's Miracle Network. And it's not that it's copious amounts of money. That's cool. But have you heard the exact amount of money that we have raised? I have. It's kind of... Did you find it interesting or is it just me? I, I was proud of us. Yeah. I was like, look at us. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. It was something that, you know, there, there was great expectation here. Uh, and it's just fizzled. Fox's Neil Cavito uh, yesterday... Uh, on special counsel John Durham's case has just fizzled. Dechenko yesterday, uh, this was Russian disinformation, steel dossier. Uh, and this is, I think, the second thing that's just kind of fizzled. In other words, nothing there. Welcome to the show. It's Wake Up Mid Missouri. Uh, there's Stephanie Bell. Good morning. Mr. Brian Housworth is here. There's producer Hannah. Good morning. So coming up. 810 this morning. John Schneider is uh, here, uh, Bo Duke, for years on the Dukes of Hazard. Now, probably a lot of us remember. Been on a lot of movies. Had some songs that have been on tops of the country music charts. Still doing movies. He's got a movie called To Die For. It's about this grisly old veteran and him driving around with an American flag in the back of the truck. And townspeople want him to quit airing the, or quit flying the American flag in the back of his truck because it offends some people. This is a movie he starred in, he uh, wrote, produced. He's hanging out with us here this morning, 810, on uh, Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Hannah, and by the way, the other thing that he did, he founded the Children's Miracle Network, and that's something that's really important to us. Yeah, here at Zimmer Communications, we do an annual radiothon. Um, we dedicate two days of airtime to raising money for you know the local children's hospital and we've seen a lot of success with that over the last 14 years as a matter of fact so before his visit since he founded this wanted to talk to him a little bit we found out our total yesterday it's three million four hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred dollars we're like a hundred bucks away <laughs> from three and a half million dollars but i thought you were going to put in your donation so that we <laughs> can make it even 3.5 million welcome to the show my name is brandon rather big event happening here in mid-missouri today mike parks director of the columbia regional airport we want to welcome you into the show uh this thing happened so today it's it's a grand opening maybe kind of a ribbon cutting for the new terminal but talk about why this is so important to us here in mid-missouri mike Good morning. Yes, uh, super excited. It's going to be starting at 3 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, there's a lot of improvements that you're going to see uh, over the old terminal, which is uh, which is an understatement, right? Yeah. The uh, the old terminal is 16,000 square feet. Uh, you're going to see a 52,000 square foot facility uh, in the new terminal. But some of the benefits of the new terminal, of course, is uh, not just ADA accessible terminal, but it's also an ADA friendly terminal. Uh, we have additional parking that's being completed now. We have is he, is he going to be paved? Because your 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 spillover parking's gravel. I just got to ask, as a frequent no, user no, of the Columbia Regional Airport, that's exactly right. No, it is a uh, it's going to be an asphalt parking lot uh, with ninety three spaces added. Uh, that'll be just just west of the uh, front of the new terminal. So that's where that parking lot's going to be. Uh, you know, just some, some other benefits there of the new terminal is, uh, of course, maybe one of the biggest ones that everybody's going to really like is uh, passenger boarding bridges uh, are installed on the new terminal. So no more walking outside in the rain and snow. But you know what? Around. I got to say this, and maybe Stephanie can. So when St 
a lot of times when she flies, she flies under different circumstances out of Columbia Regional Airport. And I, I, I like the the, but I like walking onto the so tarmac. Do I. Yeah, because you feel like you're on a a professional sports team. Or yes, something. that's exactly what I was gonna say, Mike. I was gonna say every time I walk to that thing with my luggage, I feel like a bowler because yeah. I'm walking on the runway. But then when it's well, cold they, and they're like, "Hang on," and I'm wearing dress shoes and I'm like, "I'm gonna get injured on this tarmac." Really, our heads in the same split uh, space. I love yeah. that. Uh, but this is really, it is important for the entire region because, you, you know, you can talk about uh, Mizzou and all the learned folks and the scientists that are just doing incredible things. And you talk about, you know, being uh, being the hub of government in the state of Missouri. And the other thing, too, uh, I, you know. I do believe in a sense of arrival. When you arrive at mid-Missouri, there should be a sense of arrival. Speaking of, is is the Mizzou fight song going to play when the baggage claim rolls? Because I'll be sad (laughs) if that goes away. Yes, it will. Yay! Okay, good. The University of Missouri has done a... uh, They sponsored an entire wall in our baggage claim area, so it's... uh, very, very nice wall with two monitors up that, that uh, are going to promote activities at Mizzou. And then, of course, we're going to have the Mizzou fight song playing on the uh, for the baggage claim belt. Very cool. Michael Parks, director of Columbia Regional Airport. We appreciate you joining us this morning. We'll see you out there. The public, you're invited 3 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, and we'll have the official opening date of when that terminal is going to be open. That is going to be announced today unless, oh, he can't tell us now. <laughs> Uh, coming up 710. It 